3. The Bible says that Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a tunic or coat of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream. And he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him, said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed bow down To the earth before you. And his brothers envied him. But his father kept the matter in mind. Look at the first part of verse number 5 this morning. Says that Joseph had a dream. Father I thank you today Lord that I believe that you have placed a dream in every heart. Father, I pray that you will help us to live out the dream, Father, that you have for us. Help us today, Lord, to recognize the dream, be encouraged today, be instructed today, be helped today. For the glory of God we ask, and all of God's people said, praise the Lord. Lord. You can be reseated this morning. Dismissed from drama school with a note that read, Wasting her time, she's too shy to put her best foot forward. Turned down by the Decca Recording Company who said, We don't like their sound and guitar music is on the way out. A failed soldier, farmer, and real estate agent. At 38 years old, he went to work for his father as a handyman. Cut from the high school basketball team, he went home, locked himself in his room, and cried. The teacher told him he was too stupid to learn anything and he should go into a field where he might succeed by virtue of his pleasant personality. Fired from a newspaper because he lacked imagination and had no original ideas. His fiance died, he failed in business twice, he had a nervous breakdown and he was defeated in eight elections. If you've never failed, you've never lived. ask you this morning, do you have a dream? Do you have a dream? Has God placed a dream in your heart? Do you believe that you were destined for a particular thing? For some of you this morning, I might need to rephrase the question. Maybe I I should ask you this morning, did you once have a dream? 
Was there a time in your life when you did have a dream? Has that dream that you once had become just a dim, distant memory? Let me ask you this morning, has time and disappointment and circumstance clouded the dream? Let me ask you today, have you given up on your dream? I want to encourage somebody today, maybe several, but but even if there's just one this morning, I want to encourage somebody today, don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your dream this morning, even if nobody else believes in it but you. I said, don't give up on your dream, even if no one else believes in it but you. There you are. I need your help this morning. You're the quiet bunch. You used to not be, but you become that. Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 through 10. Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him. He said to them, hey, hear this dream. When I dreamed, there, were, uh, there we were, binding sheaves in the field. And then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. Indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dream and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream, and he told it to his brothers, and he said, Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you've dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Joseph dreamed that he would one day be a ruler, man. I mean, he's going to be in charge. He's going to be the head honcho. He's going he's to be king of the hill. He told his dream to his brothers. And they didn't believe it. Verse 8, his brothers said to him, Shall you reign over us? Shall you have dominion and authority over us? Verse number 10, his father rebuked him and said, What's going on here, boy? What is this dream of yours anyway? Oh, are you saying that your mother and I, we're going to bow down to you? Hear me this morning, not everybody is going to believe in our dream. Not everybody is going to understand our dream. My daughter had a dream of being a part of the Master's Commission ministry when she was only 13 years old. At the age of 13, she went to youth camp and and there was a presentation of Master's Commission and and a dream was birthed in her heart. And she came home and told us that one day she was going to be a part of Master's Commission, 13 years old. Not everybody believed in her dream. Not everybody understood her dream. I mean, she was an Assemblies of God pastor's daughter. I mean... She's supposed to go to Southwestern Assemblies of God Bible School or CBC or, or some other conventional Christian college. Master, Master's Commission at the time, 13 years ago, was outside of the box. It was unconventional, even radical at the time. 
My daughter was criticized for her choice by some of the quote-unquote nice church people. And yet through nearly 13 years as a Master's Commission student and then a staff member and finally a director of Master's Commission, she has had opportunities through this ministry that she would never have had had she chosen a more conventional ministry training program. Is Master's Commission right for everybody? Absolutely not. But it was right for her. It was the direction God had for her life. It was the dream that God had given to her. What am I saying? Don't give up on your dream. Even if nobody else believes in it but you. When God gave me the dream of going to Midland, Texas, a place where I had never ever been in my entire life, and God showed me that I was to start a brand new church there from scratch. I was to leave behind the successful pastorate of the largest church I had ever pastored up until that time. Walking away from a secure and comfortable situation. Walking into the realm of the unknown. And when you walk into the realm of the unknown, it brings with it much anxiety and a sense of insecurity. I'll tell you that not everybody believed in my dream. Not everybody believed in what I believed that God had called me to do. And some even tried to stop my dream from coming into existence. Let me tell you that not everybody marched in my parade. Hear me this morning, not everybody is going to believe in your dream. Not everybody is going to understand your dream. And some will even try and talk you out of it. But let me encourage you today that if you know that it is a God-given dream, not a dream that came about by too much pizza late at night, but if you are thoroughly convinced that this is God's dream for you, and God has placed that dream in your heart and in your life, don't give up on your dream, even if no one else believes in it. But you. Don't give up on your dream this morning. Even if people are jealous of it. Verse 11. Joseph's brothers envied him. Here's what I've come to know. People have a hard time getting excited about your dream. And most people can only be excited about your dream if your dream is smaller than their dream. Now, if your dream is smaller than my dream, I might be able to get excited about it. But if your dream is, you know, is greater and and bigger than my dream, I'm going to have a hard time getting excited about it. That's just human nature. Now, Joseph didn't use a lot of wisdom when he chose to tell his dream to his brothers. Let me help you a little bit this morning. Just because God gives us a dream, that doesn't mean that we need to announce it to the world. And especially not to those who we know might be jealous of our dream. And hear me, we certainly don't need to be arrogant about it. When Joseph told his brothers that his dream would include them submitting to him and bowing down to his authority. Uh, oh, when he told them that the day was coming when big brother is going to be serving little brother. Uh, listen, it made them feel like, who are we, man? Chop liver? I helped a friend one time and, and, and he told me, he said, he said, Brother Mike, he said, I won't forget you when I get to the top. I said, Brother, who says I'm going to be on the bottom? 
Romans 12 and 15, Paul says rejoice with those who are rejoicing and weep with those who are weeping. Here is what I have discovered. Uh, Most people are more than willing uh, to get down in the pit and wallow with us. Most people are more than willing to weep with us when we are weeping. And the more trouble that we have, the more willing that they are, the, uh, the more willing they are to cry with us. They're just glad that it is us and not them. But very, very few people are willing to rejoice with you. Very, very few people are genuinely glad for you when you begin to prosper. And especially if you are prospering and they are not. Instead, they become jealous of you and they are saying things like, Why did this great thing happen to them? What is so special about them? I'll never forget when a church three times larger than the one that I was presently pastoring, I didn't even know anything about the church, had made no application, I knew nothing about it, but when a church three times larger than the one I was pastoring contacted me and asked me to become their pastor several years ago, some of my colleagues said behind my back, why would a church that size call Benson?" He's barely over 30 years old. That was a while back. Seven, eight years ago or so. He's barely over 30 years old. He can't handle a church like that. What's so special about him? Let me tell you what they were really saying or what they were really thinking. What they were really thinking and what they were really saying in their mind. They were saying, why didn't this church call me? Why didn't this church call me? They were saying, why doesn't something like this happen to me? Joseph's brothers were no doubt saying to one another, why Joseph? Why Joey? Why Joey? What's so special about Joey, why didn't we have this dream? We are older, we are wiser, we are more experienced than him. It should have happened to one of us. Listen, this morning, if God has placed a dream down in your heart, don't give up on your dream. Even if no one else believes in it but you. Even if people are jealous of it. Even if it doesn't start out well. Don't give up on your dream, even if it doesn't start out well. Joseph receives a God-given dream. He's going to become a ruler. Oh, even his own family are going to be under his authority. Ah, no doubt Joseph is excited. No doubt he thinks, I'm on easy street, man. My future is so bright, I better buy me some shade. Joseph turns around two or three times and he looks around and he finds himself in a pit. His own brothers had thrown him in a pit and his own brothers had sold him into slavery. His dream is to become a ruler, man, a head dog, head honcho, the boss in charge. He says, go, they say, how far? 
He's to become a ruler. That's his dream. But instead he's sold as a, as a slave. And then you know the story. It goes from bad to worse. Oh, he's falsely accused of raping his master's wife. And his master takes him and throws him into prison. What in the world is going on? Can you imagine what must be happening and going on in his mind? Oh, what has happened to this dream? But you see, Joseph isn't ready for the dream. To become a reality. He's not ready for it. He, he, he's not fit to rule yet. He's not mature enough. He, he, he needs to learn some things. Jo- Joseph is daddy's favorite. He's, he's spoiled. Uh, he, he needs to be toughened up a little bit. Uh, uh, his slip is showing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's much that Joseph needs to learn before he is qualified to rule. And so Joseph, he must first of all get some education. And to get that education, God enrolls him in Pitt University. And he gets his master's at Penn State. Or is that the state Penn? Hear me this morning, just because things aren't starting out well, that doesn't in and of itself mean that things will not end up well. Just because you're experiencing difficulty and disappointment, that in and of itself doesn't mean that you miss God. That doesn't mean that you heard God wrong. No doubt Joseph probably questioned his dream. Oh, when he was in the pit, perhaps he questioned his dream when he was in the prison. Oh, perhaps he asked himself, did I really, did I really have this dream? Did this dream really mean what I thought it did? And if this dream was from God, then why in the world am I going through all this bad stuff? We don't know for sure all that was going on in Joseph's mind, but we do know that he never let go of his dream. Don't give up on your God-given dream this morning, even if it doesn't start out well. Don't give up on your dream this morning, even if it costs you more than you planned. Joseph probably never even thought about the cost. He probably didn't even realize that there's going to be a cost. Learn this valuable lesson from the life of Joseph. Dreams aren't cheap. Dreams aren't cheap. A price tag is attached to every single dream. What's your dream this morning? So, so, so your dream is to be a mother? Is that your dream this morning? Well, well, perhaps nobody pays a higher price than a mother. You carry that child inside of you for nine long months. You know, you start expanding and Stretching and you feel bad and you can't get comfortable and you can't sleep and and your emotions are all over the map and you give birth to that child. Some of you gave birth to your children before there was an epidural. The unselfish The unselfishness as you unselfishly raise that child, putting their wants, their needs, their desires above you for 18 to 21 years, maybe even 30 nowadays. (laughs) 
So your dream is to be in full-time ministry, is it? Do you think there might just be a price tag attached to that dream? Whatever the God-given dream is for you this morning, understand that the dream doesn't come without a cost. Satan will see to it that your dream is tested. He will see to it that your dream is tried. Oh, he will throw roadblocks in your way. Oh, he will try and get you on a detour. He'll try and get you off the main road that leads you to your dream. He'll even use well-meaning friends and well-meaning family members to get you off course. You'll complicate your dream with circumstances and situations and and setbacks. Hear me this morning. Reaching your dream will not be easy. Reaching your dream will not come about without struggle. It will not come about without effort. It will not come about without hard work. But it will be worth it. I'm quite sure that Joseph and his family and all of Egypt were very, very glad that Joseph never gave up on his dream. You see, an entire country depended upon the fulfillment of one man's dream. Think about that. Think about that. An entire country depended on the fulfillment of Joseph's dream. An entire country survived because Joseph did not give up on his dream. Let me ask you today, who is depending on you to fulfill your dream? And let me tell you something, you probably don't even know who that is. Let me ask you this morning, who would be negatively affected if you gave up on your dream? You see, a God-given dream and its fulfillment doesn't just affect the one receiving the dream. But others, perhaps a host of others, are affected by whether or not you fulfill your dream. This past Wednesday, my wife and I spent all night at the hospital with our daughter, Krista. She was carrying our granddaughter, Eliana, her name is Eliana Kate, but I call her Ellie Dawn. (laughs) Very, very special because my daughter had been married 10 years. We weren't sure we were going to get a grandchild from her. Our daughter has had some complications with this pregnancy, which included extremely high blood pressure. It's a long story. I'll make it short. They started her labor. She was progressing okay. She had dilated to a seven. They were talking about cesarean before that, but decided, no, she can have this baby. They Induced labor and all that stuff. She was progressing, got to a seven. She had preeclampsia, if that's the way you say it. And then the placenta detached itself and started coming before the baby came. 
She started bleeding massively. Blood was going everywhere. The nurse in charge went to work. Immediately she called for an emergency C-section. Scat, she said. She's yelling. She's barking out orders. They are slamming doors and running around and moving like crazy. They rushed our daughter into the OR. Our hearts were pounding. Our minds were racing. Our emotions were all over the place. Because we knew. We knew the severity. We knew we could lose not only our new granddaughter, but more than likely, we would lose our daughter. I've never felt the emotions that I felt. And 30 minutes seemed like forever. Not knowing is my... Grandbaby okay, not knowing is my daughter. Is she going to make it? Oh, yeah. Sure, she's going to make it. Yeah. I cried out to God. I begged God. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't use no faith formula. I didn't make my demands and command God and take my authority. I started begging God. God, please. Please, God, don't take my baby. God, please, don't take my daughter. Grandma was doing the same thing. There was a waiting room full of people crying out to God. Finally, what seemed to be eternity, I get a text from my son-in-law who they allowed. I, don't, I can't believe they allowed him in there. I mean, for a regular C-section or whatever, yeah, but man, this wasn't nothing regular. Finally, we got a text from my son-in-law who's in the OR. The text said, everything is great. Baby, awesome. Krista is Huh? The reason I tell you this this morning is because of Brenda. 
Let me tell you about Brenda. Brenda was Krista's attending nurse. Everybody at the hospital, including the doctor, said, Brenda is the best nurse we have in this hospital, bar none. The doctor said, Brenda always makes good decisions for the patient. Brenda is the best we have, he said, at making the right call at the right time. He used the word lucky. I know it's not luck. He said, you were lucky. Brenda was her nurse. Let me ask you this morning, what would have happened to, what would have happened if Brenda had not been the nurse? What would have happened if the call for emergency C-section hadn't been called for at the exact moment it was called for? The doctor said Krista's situation was critical. He said she lived because the nurse made the call exactly right and exactly on Let me ask you this this morning. What would have happened to Krista? What would have happened to baby Eliana if Brenda the RN had given up on her dream of being a nurse way back there somewhere? What if she had said, it's just too hard? What if she said, I can't do this? What if she said, I think I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm going to quit. I'm going to give up. Let me tell you what I believe. I believe that if it wasn't for Brenda and God using Brenda, I might not have a daughter today. Oh, pastor, you're being a little overdramatic, am I? You'll never convince me. That I am. I said you'll never convince me. That I am. You see our life touches another. Who touches another. Who touches another. Oh it's a domino effect. And this is why we must not let go of our God given dream. Oh no matter how big or how small the dream might be. Amen. Because it's not just about us this morning. But I want to tell you that there are a host of people. There are people that you don't even know who they are. And you may never even meet them. But there are people today that are depending on you to fulfill your dream. Don't give up on your dream. Finally, this morning, even if it takes longer than you thought. We're told that Joseph was 17 when he, uh, when he received his dream. And 50 when his dream was realized. 33 years transpired from the time he received his dream until he saw his dream come to pass. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced in my own mind that Joseph probably thought that his dream would come to pass immediately. Perhaps he had the dream one day, he gets up the next day looking for the dream to come to pass. No doubt that it took much longer than Joseph ever thought that it would. 
Hey, how about Abraham and Sarah? Abraham had a dream of having a son with his wife, Sarah. The Bible says that Abraham was 75 years old when he dreamed his dream. (laughs) Been collecting Social Security for 10 years already. Him and Sarah lived at the Canaan Rest Nursing Home. Abe told everybody that he came in contact with about his dream. That he has a dream that he's going to have. Him and Sarah are going to have a baby. Oh, no doubt people questioned his dream. No doubt they didn't understand his dream. Most did not believe his dream. Surely they rolled their eyes back into the back of their head. Looked at each other and winked at each other as if to say, Sure, Abe. Sure. Uh, Alzheimer's. Sure enough, the years would come and the years would go. And the years would come and the years would go and steal an empty crib. Surely Abraham and Sarah began to doubt their dream. We know Sarah did because she came up with an alternate dream. Having a baby with Hagar. But the Bible says 25 years after the dream was received, Isaac is born and the dream comes true. I would encourage somebody here this morning. We get Pastor Braden in place, please. Let me encourage somebody here today. Don't give up on your dream, even if it takes longer than you thought. Perhaps time has caused your dream to dim. Don't give up on your dream this morning. Understand this, this morning God never gets in a hurry. He's been around forever and He's not going anywhere. The Bible says that a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. God never gets in a hurry. Listen, friend, just because a lot of time has come and gone since your dream was birthed in your heart, just because you can't see even a hint of the fulfillment of that dream, don't worry, don't become discouraged, don't give up on it because God has not forgotten that He is at work on your behalf whether you can see Him or whether you can sense Him or not. Philippians 1 and 6, be confident of this very thing. Oh, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What did the Bible say? That if God begins something, God will complete it. Romans 4 and 21, Abraham was confident of this. What was he confident of? The one who has promised it was able to perform it. Don't give up on your dream, even if it takes longer than you thought. Let me ask you this morning, have you given up on your dream? Perhaps you think that God hasn't given you a dream. Oh, He gave Pastor a dream. He gave His daughter a dream. He gives other people dreams, but God hasn't given me A dream. Perhaps you think God hasn't given you a dream. Yes, He has. Yeah, He has. You might not have seen it written in the sky. Bolts, or excuse me, bells and whistles might not be going off and on in your heart. The dream might not be as clear to you as... Somebody else's dream is to them. But God has placed a dream in every heart. Let me encourage you today. Let me just say a couple of things I said in Discovering Your Purpose a couple of weeks ago. And if you weren't here for Discovering Your Purpose message, you need to get that CD. 
God has placed a dream in every heart. Ask yourself, if you don't know what God's dream is for you, ask yourself, what is in my heart? What is in there? What is in my heart? What are my desires? And once you discover what your desires are, then ask yourself, what is in my hand? After I look in my heart, then I look into my hands and ask myself, what is in my hands? What abilities? What opportunities? What doors are open? What am I already doing? See, you could already be involved in God's dream for your life and not even understand that that's God's dream for your life. As I was sitting there this morning, another thought came into my heart. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you fulfilled that dream that God gave you. I'm not at Harvest Time Church anymore and I believe I'm in the perfect will of God right now. Did God give me a dream? March the 26th, 1990 in Elk City, Oklahoma to go to Midland, Texas and start a brand new church from scratch? Yeah, He did. I'm not there. I'm here. God's given me a new dream. When I was in Phoenix this past week, God birthed a couple new dreams in my heart. Maybe you're here this morning, you've already fulfilled. Maybe there's an end that has come. Your dream has come to an end. Dream another dream. The Bible said Joseph dreamed a dream. Then it says Joseph dreamed another dream. Maybe you're here this morning and the dream you had has either come to a completion, it's come to an end, whether good or bad, but it's come to an end. I just felt the Holy Spirit say to somebody here today, it's time to dream a new dream. God has another dream for your heart and for your life. Would you stand with me this morning? Everybody stand in the presence of the Lord. Father, I just pray today, Lord, that you'll take this word this morning that was birthed in our heart and in our spirit. Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that, Lord, that you will help it do its intended work in this place. For the glory of the Lord, use us today. Use this word, we ask. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed this morning. There are three questions that I have and three responses that I'm looking for this morning. First of all, this morning, you're here this morning and you would lift your hand this morning and by lifting your hand, you are making this statement. I need God to renew His dream for me in my heart. I have a dream. I once had a dream. But that dream has become very, has been just a dim memory of the past. I need God to renew His dream for me this morning. Can I see your hand this morning? I need God to renew the dream. All over this room, there are hands that are being raised. You can put them down now. How many others this morning? I need God to renew the dream I once had. I need God to renew that this morning. Anyone else? Anyone else this morning? The second question I'm going to ask this morning, ask you to respond to, if you lift your hand now this morning, you, you are making this statement, I need God to reveal His dream. 
I need God to reveal his dream for me and for my life. Can I see your hand this morning? I need God to reveal it. Thank you. Thank you. How many others? I need God to reveal that dream that he has for my life. You can put your hands down now. Anybody else this morning? Lift your hand. I don't want to go too fast. I need God to reveal what his dream is for my life. All right? One more question this morning. How many of you this morning, when you lift up your hand this morning, you are making this statement. I need to dream a new dream. I need God to give me a brand new dream for my life. The other dream is it's been fulfilled, whether good or bad or indifferent, but 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 I'm, 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 it's time to turn turn to a brand new chapter in my life, and I need God to reveal to me a new dream and put a new dream for me for this time in my life. How many of you would lift your hand? God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. How many others this morning? How many others? All right, probably a third or. Maybe a little more of the congregation lifted your hand for one of these three responses today. If you lifted your hand or you didn't lift your hand, but you should have lifted your hand in one of these areas, I want you to come and stand in the front this morning. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God. We're going to believe.